This is Just a Few Questions. I'm Mark Sims. My guest is John Kugler. John Kugler is a former teacher, CTU rep. Uh, what, what else, uh, John? Oh, factory worker, custodian, you name it, father, and uh, all-around troublemaker. How about that? <laughs> um, that's why. This is why you're. This is why you're on the show. So, John Kugler, we, we we like talking about the mayor. We talked off the air recently, and so I'm going to do it on the air. John Kugler, how is Mayor Brandon Johnson doing so far? Well, I don't know if you've read the reports. It's the reports from. I think John Cass and somebody else, uh, Anita Padilla, I think her name is. There's reports that he had to go in for stress or something to the hospital lately. I don't know if it's a new report, an old report. So, I don't know. You got elected to be mayor of one of the toughest cities in the world. I mean, I, we have a reputation anywhere in the world. You go, I don't know if anybody on this radio show has traveled. I'm sure you have traveled, Mark. Whenever you go to anywhere... And you say Chicago, the first thing they say, bang, bang, El Capone. <laughs> you can go to Africa and you hear that. You can go to Australia. So if you become the mayor of Chicago and in less than a year you say you're stressed, yeah, you, you, you probably didn't make it. You, you probably didn't grow up in Chicago or didn't grow up on the Chicago streets. I mean, I guess that's what I'm trying to say here. I mean, if he's sick or whatever, then you, we don't. We want to wish him well. I don't want to wish the guy bad, but you can't be saying that the uh, mayor of Chicago's job is stressing you out. I mean, we got a lot of nationalities here. We got a lot of issues. We got a lot of stuff to deal with, and you can't be saying within a year that you're stressed out. Well, I would be so stressed. I, mean, I would be stressed if I was mayor, but that's why I'm not mayor. But uh, John Kugler, yeah. my favorite subject. There is, you go, my brother. Choices, right? Yeah, right. Choices and consequences. Well, <laughs> I like talking about uh, uh, neighborhood crime and public education. So, okay. First, ha has he? Uh, is he is the is the mayor and the police chief uh, all the other good people down in city hall are they uh, really trying to stop this neighborhood crime whether it's downtown on the north side or here on the far south side where I am? Well, you know what I in my observing crime for close to thirty years now I don't think so and this is about the worst crime I've seen since the eighties when I uh, I I remember when it was really bad in the eighties. But I don't remember, and maybe it's because of the reporting on social media where we get instantaneous news on stuff, but I've never seen this many robberies, this many carjackings, and, and really what's disturbing to me as a citizen of the city for, I've been living here over 53 years, is actually robbing working people. We've had an ice cream chuck guy robbed. We got the tamale ladies robbed. You got auto mechanics being robbed. You got postal workers being robbed. Uh, you know what I mean? It, it's it, it's it's kind of disheartening in in a town that we call the city that works, where the workers are getting robbed. What, I mean, I mean, what, John, you, what, you, what do you think? You know it what is? I mean? Yeah. What do you think it is? You think it's a people need money, or they have a lack of values, a lack of de delayed gratification? What is it? Well, I think, I mean, we could talk about that last part and, 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 and socialization and behavioral things and psychological thing. We can, can spend 50 years on that nature versus uh, nature, right? Nature versus nurture, all of those kind of things, environment. But when you have a mayor, a leader, your, your uh, supposed person that's 
running the place where you stay at, your tribe, right? Chicago's a tribe. And you have a prosecutor or other people, governors and, and county commissioners and, and presidents that say, well, you know, people are hungry, so they need to rob people. Well, you know, putting people in jail, yeah, that might be kind of a, a, a not a good thing to do because they've been divested in. Yet, like I said, those crimes, they're not against banks. They're not against oligarchs. They're not against the billionaires. They're not against the ruling class or, or the capitalists. People are robbing the working class of the city, and and the mayor has made an excuse for it and said they're young. They don't know what they're doing. In fact, I think once he said they're hungry. So it, that you don't rob somebody that's your neighbor because you're hungry. You rob somebody that's your neighbor because you think it's easy and you can get away with it. I mean, I think the second part of your uh, uh, what you were talking about is, is it correct. There is no consequences. And the second part and more dangerous part is when the government, which is our mayor now currently, is saying it's okay to steal. He said that in many words, and, and that's very troubling. When the young people see that and hear it and they think well it's okay to rob i'm not hurting nobody when they are hurting people so yeah and yeah crime is bad crime but, is bad but i i would say that some people have to be locked up and i think the mayor and the news media and everybody has to show i see stuff on the internet but i'm talking on six o'clock news people being arrested people being convicted some people yeah they um it's petty crime but you're hurting people some people need to go to jail what do you think john well, yeah, the jail or, or you know, I talk to a lot. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of this old, old kind of thinking guy, and I, I like history. I've done a lot of stuff on it, but there has to be a consequence. And and if you don't like imprisonment, okay, but there has to be a consequence. It's like a child. If if the child keeps breaking the vase at home, and you don't have a consequence, they're going to keep breaking the vases, and you're going to have to get plastic dishwares, right? So if there's people and young people that are doing crime in our city, there has to be a consequence. If you don't like jail, then there has to be something, some remediation work, right? There has to be some community service. Or like I was just going to say, maybe they need to go to the military, right? You got a choice. You go five years to the joint or you go to the military, sign up, right? And that's how you get straightened out maybe. Maybe people need some uh, structure. Maybe they need some uh, uh, volition or maybe they need some guidance and where they need to go in their life. But you can't be saying that uh, it's okay and, and it's just a rambunctious youth, you know, that, that are making mistakes. When you put a gun to a person's head and, and take their wallet and take their phone, that's not a mistake. That's a conscious decision to harm and cause trauma to people. And, and yes, you're right. There's some people that need to go to jail, right? And, and learn their lesson. I've, I've been to jail. I, I, wait, I'll tell you this story, Mike. The last time I went to jail and I was this smart aleck young kid, I said, oh, it's okay. It's okay. I got a lot of years left ahead of me. And when the judge said, okay, and I said, let's make a deal, judge. If I plead guilty, I'll go to jail. I was one of these guys that can handle going to jail. It didn't bother me. And I said, judge, if I plead guilty, how much time do I get? He goes, six years. I go, I don't plead guilty. That's too much. <laughs> and that was the consequence. And, and I had to fight the case and I ended up on probation or paper, as they say. And, and I learned my lesson. That was the last time I did a crime, Mark. That was the last time. I'm glad, I'm glad, the, last time the last time was when the judge said, you're going to go away for six years. And I said, it was the wake up call for me. You kind of get it? <laughs> yeah, it sounded like a, a, str a strong cup of coffee. That's for sure. But John, you were, well, you were it was a lot stronger. Than, it was like more of a paddle on my butt <laughs> when right. I was a kid. You know what I mean? That's uh, what that was. That was the ultimate wake up call. And and 
that's what I needed, and it got me out of the stuff that I was involved in, right? Yeah, well, you were school, day, you were school willing, teacher. I, I've been out of trouble. You know, yeah, what you're I mean? a grown man for a long. You've been a grown man for a long time, but you've been a school teacher. How can mm-hmm. how can the system, the, the public school, CPS, any school system, stop that young child? Uh, uh, grammar school and high school, and of course, then teenager in high school. How you stop that teenager, that young child, from becoming a neighborhood criminal? Well, you need to give them a safe space to be at, a place where they can be themselves. Well, we were started a conversation about stress in Chicago. Chicago is a tough city. Anybody who grew up in Chicago knows what's it about. You know about alleys. You know about corners. You know about the block know where you can walk and not walk well the first thing as any educator has to do and i was a high school teacher you have to give these young people a safe space to be where they can be themselves where they can drop the defense mechanisms and the protections they need to survive once they leave that school building and the second thing is once they they get comfortable you have to allow them to learn who they are and what they want to be and that they have these capabilities to do anything they want, especially in our country, the United States of America. They can be astronauts, scientists, cooks, uh, beauticians. They can be uh, uh, musicians. They can be actors. They can be engineers, whatever they want. But you have to give them that safe space. And in part of that safe space, my brother, is you have to give them character reinforcement or character development, meaning that understanding not only consequences, have uh, punishment to their action, but also that good action and good work and good deeds have consequences, meaning you can get a house, you can get a car, you can get some children, you can have some friends, you can go on trips, you can have those things that you dream about in your mind that you see on TV or read books or see things. And those, those actions, when you do good things and you put your, put your effort into it and your heart and soul into something, you can have good consequences and live the life that you want. That's the reward. And that takes a little time, but you can't be lying to people. You can't be tricking them. You can't be telling them, you know, the world is the worst thing in the world and you, you have a right to rebel and, and destroy everything that's in your path and people owe you stuff. No one owes us nothing. God gives us everything that we need on a daily basis. We just have to use it and accept it and, and be who we want to be in the environment that helps us um, go forward and, and and be a brother and a sister to our neighbors and, and do right by, by each other. You know what I mean? So sorry I, about the little no, preaching. No, we, today, we're, you know, we're almost, we're almost done. <laughs> I, uh, John, I do. I want mayor Brandon Johnson to succeed. I want him to be a good mayor for the city of Chicago. Uh-huh. I, I really do. But I just, I, I, my problems with the, the their agenda, the CTU, um, Chicago Board of Education, Socialists, whatever, all these people, that, that I think that it, it should be very basic. Uh, you start at the bottom. You start with the least of the. There are people who need help. There are people who uh, they need resources. And when I mean resources, just understanding how this world works. And no matter what your current situation is, it can get better. It will get better. And we're going to help you get better if you are willing to do the work. Is is the uh, is Brandon Johnson going beyond the uh, their agenda? This socialist. I'm not. Hey, I'm not. I'm a problem with socialism. Their socialist agenda. Mm-hmm. But the point is that are they going to go beyond this? You know, structural changes. Uh, structural changes are nice, but I want to hear how you going. What are you going to do for that young man, that young lady in grammar school who is struggling to read and write and come to school every day? How are you going to help that child? 
you're going to help them by showing them that there's equal opportunity. You can't show them there's equal opportunity when, when, and, and, and my migrant brothers and sisters are coming in, they need all the opportunity they can, but you can't be given, can't put people in front of the line that haven't been in the line. <laughs> That's the first example. We all lead by what we do. Children see what we do and how we act. A child might not be able to verbalize and intellectualize like we do now on this radio station, but they watch you. And if they see things that are unfair and not equitable, then you, they're not going to listen to you because then they're not going to trust you. So the first thing we have to develop with a young child, and especially in our city, and as leaders with using a platform, is to be fair to everyone. We have, we have homeless African-Americans and Hispanics and whites living on the streets every day that we see. We have people that are addicted to drugs. We have people that are in hard situations, sleeping in cars. There's, there's young people sleeping in cars and homeless. Yet, you see someone who gets a hotel room because they cross the border somehow. You know, I don't, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to demonize migrants or people that are having situations. But if we want to talk about equity and uplifting everybody, then we need to do that from the beginning and give everybody those same opportunities. And, and for the child, he sees that and she sees that. I, I, I'll leave you with this. I had this a great student, Paris Lacker. I remember her to this day. I might have told you this story before. She was one of my best students, architecture students. She was very intelligent, very intelligent. And one day, something happened in my classroom. I don't know what it was anymore. And I took care of it, whatever it was. It was a situation. And she said, Dr. Kugler, come on over here. I said, what's up? And that's the way my students talked to me. We had a good relationship. What's up, Paris? How can I help you? She goes, you know what, Dr. Kugler, why do you keep helping that kid? I said, what do you mean? He needs help. He wasn't here for a few weeks. He didn't come to school. I don't know. I think he got arrested. She goes, do you know, Dr. Kugler, he don't care about you and he don't care about school. I said, yeah, but I want to help him out. And she goes, well, what about us good kids? And that, that's how she stopped. And that hit me, and, and that's close to 20 years ago she told me that, and I still remember exactly the time, the date, and the place she told me that. That, that hit me like a rock, right? That there is more good than bad in this world, and if we uplift the good, we uplift everybody. And I think that's the thing that uh, uh, the mayor needs to concentrate on, is what's good, what's equitable, and bring everybody up together, and not make excuses for crime, not make up lies about raising taxes to pay for homeless issues. You, you're not going to buy your way out of the homeless issue. That, that's a multifaceted a problem with, with addiction, with, with mental illness, with housing, with jobs. I mean, you're not going to add a transfer tax and say you're going to cure the homeless problem. That's just, that's just a revenue generator. That's all it is. So that's, and, and the younger people know that, right? Young people know what homelessness is. Young people know what addiction is. Young people know what gang issues are and all those things so for for someone to come on the tv and say well i'm gonna buy my way out of it or or it's somebody's fault or it's or it's a maga's fault or it's their fault i mean we we listen to those kinds of things every day in our household and in our neighborhood and as a leader you need to step out of that and, and show some leadership right and, and show some uh forthrightness into our intelligence and, and bring us out of wherever we're at especially young people young people have a lot of knowledge and they see a lot of uh, trauma and, and, and hard times in their neighborhoods, and we should be uplifting them and giving them the, that, that place where they can be who they need to be.
John, That's my views on education. Well, John Kugler, thank you for being my guest. You're welcome, brother.